This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. I thought I was right. So anyway, so yeah, Mac, um, you're really interested in these playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Good morning. You're listening to the Mac and Jack Sports Show on Northeast Streaming Sports. Yes, nothing like uh, some college uh, marching band from Michigan. That's who the college marching band is to get us pumped up for a morning, Monday, a Friday morning. Friday, the week already went by. Friday morning show here on NSC, NESSP in the morning with Mac and Jack. And, of course, every Friday we have on our, our good friend and uh, our former NFL wide receiver, NFL analyst, Byron Williams. Good morning, guys. How you doing, Byron? How you doing, Jack? And how you doing out there, everybody? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it, guys. We've got a lot of uh coaching news out there as as always. It seems like this is gonna probably I think this will drag on until after the Super Bowl with more main decisions coming because you know th- there's gonna be uh some teams out there that are willing to wait to see whether the bigger uh dogs in here are willing to come and sign them. You're gonna have multiple interviews. Uh, they still got the Rooney rule they got to deal with. So there's still a lot more stuff going on. He's still got teams in the playoffs. So uh, I think people like Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh, maybe Pete Carroll, these guys are going to want, you know, the teams are going to want football over with to make these big announcements is, is, is how I feel. So let's start with Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, everybody thought, including myself, that he was going to take at least a year off, maybe spend some time with his family maybe take a little time away from the Steelers, maybe even replace maybe Bill Cowder. That would have been great. If we replaced Bill Cowder on the field, if we replaced Bill Cowder on CBS Sports, that would have been that would have been like uh, like what happened on the field. So, But it didn't happen. Mike Tomlin uh, told everyone yesterday that he will be back with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, them and the Roonies get along very well. Uh, and, and there probably will be an extension from what I'm reading, guys. So what are your thoughts uh, Byron and Jack about you know keeping Tomlin on. They're the best coaches in the league right now. Well, my my, my thoughts, Mac. You're kind of zigzagging these things. I mean, they don't quite exist the way you're inferring. You're not saying it, but you're inferring he's yes. not going to replace Bill Cowher in the broadcast booth. CBS is very happy with Bill Cowher. They're not going to say you're out and Mike Tomlin's in your spot. I don't know where you heard that. That wasn't going to happen. That didn't even enter anyone's mind, I don't think. Okay. And as far as taking a year off, 
that's a fair thing to say. Some coaches feel they'll take a year off and then they come back. But if Mike Tomlin took a year off from coaching the Steelers, it's unlikely he would be coming back to the Steelers. They would be moving on. They'd be getting another coach. They're not going to tell another coach, you just keep the seat warm for Mike Tomlin for one year and then he comes back. Mike Tomlin wouldn't even be sure whether he would be coming back for one year or not. So, I mean, Mike Tomlin says he has to fire. He wants, he says he wants an extension. No one said they're talking about an extension. He went public. He wants an extension because he's been working on short contracts, I guess, for a while. And he, even though he's had all this success and the Steelers have a track record of keeping coaches, obviously, for a long, long time. Bill Cowher, Chuck Noel, it's legendary how long they keep coaches. He wants it in writing now. He wants the contract. Will the Steelers change their policy and let's say give him something like a three-year extension? Are they just going to basically play it one-year extension at a time? Well, Byron, now Jack, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Byron, Jack, Jack is like saying, well, you know, the, the Steelers don't want to give him an extension and, and that, you know, he wants it. If you're the Steelers, you don't you give uh, uh, Tomlin a three-year extension? Yeah, I think you would because I think one of the things, I think both sides like each other, first of all. I think, you know, one of the best jobs in the NFL is the Steelers. Uh, been mo- one of the most consistent jobs, you know, and the owners are just fine to work with. And I think he have had a lot of leeway on how he can do things. He just needs to get some new players in there, a couple of players in there that can help him win some games and, you know, he have, he always have had a winning season, so that's a big plus. But at first they were talking about he needed to spend some time with his daughter that's getting ready to go to college and things like that. So, but, but yeah, I, I, today I might call his brother Ed. And um, me and his brother Ed talk a lot from time to time. I might just call to see what he think his brother is, is trying to do. And then that way I get a better inside feel. But, you know, I to me, I think Pittsburgh is a great fit for him. He understand that. And uh, going to these other teams, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's kind of like going out there in the dark space, you know. But at least he knows exactly what he, how he can, you know, stir, continue to stir and guide his career with the Steelers because that's one, been one of the most consistent and great jobs in the National Football League. Let me kind of firing this. Is it possible for a coach in this day and age to make it a nine-to-five job? I mean, you work hard, you put in your eight-hour day, you have your assistants work late into the night with film study. It's, shouldn't it be enough you're putting in eight hours during your day, like the normal average person, but you work hard during that time? No, you it just don't to fit. You in the office till 10, 11 at night, and then there the next morning, you have to work 14-hour days. Is it really a necessity? No, it, it, it just don't fit. Like, eight hours would not fit. I mean, you have to have a, a guy that's willing to spend at least 20, 20 hours almost every day, almost year, year when round. You sleep, what do you mean 20 hours? When are 24 hours in a day only, Byron? When you sleep, not everyone's like Mac. A lot of these guys don't sleep, though. Jack, I'm telling you, it's a lot of times, a lot of things, and then you have to have certain parts that's really working. You have to make sure that your coaches are talking and and, and uh, communicating with the, with the players and and it's, it's a lot goes into it. Then right after the season, you're going into the draft. Right after that, you're going into the offseason. Right after that, you know, you're going into the – they only have like five weeks off, like going into the summer. You you, you might have off from May, 
May first uh, of May till to June fifteenth. Then you back at it in July training camp. It's a it's a all around time because you got to manage so much. You got to manage off season. You got to manage players. You got to manage yeah, every schedule. I mean, you, it's it's a lot goes into it. Now what then happened is that added some more people. You know, to come in and and help with analytics and things like that. But uh, being a head coach, if you want to stay consistently winning, that's why it's a revolving door for a lot of these coaches because they can't they can't have the, the demand for its time time management. Good morning to you, Rick. Uh, yeah, Steve hey, Spurrier tried that one year and it didn't work out too well for him. Uh, it looks like the Saints are going to keep the head coach over there. They're they're keeping Dennis Allen. But they're going to make some major tr- changes in offense. The latest rumor I saw was that maybe the former coach of the Raiders, John, well, of a lot of teams, John Gruden, might be considered for the offensive coordinator for the Saints because of his, uh, his, uh, you know, was working with uh, with the quarterback there. So well, he was think- supposed to come in to work with Derek Carr in particular. Right. I mean, would Gruden come back as an offensive coordinator? I could see it happening because he was basically, I don't want to say banned from the NFL, but he was out of a job. He's looking to get back in and being a major coordinator, offense, defense is a high profile position. And I can see John Gruden coming back, maybe working with Derek Carr would be a good fit. Yeah. yeah, Carmichael was the 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 longtime office coordinator for them, you know, with Drew Brees and that those guys. And now, you know, they, they look for a new direction. But you have to you have to shake up that offensive um coaching staff just to make sure you can get get some consistency in there. And I don't know if Derek Carr is the type of guy that I want to be a be able to manage because he sometimes he go on the tangent that you know he'd be yelling at the players and stuff like he's the perfect thinking. player. I, I just I was, don't like but he I don't Mac, like his style of play. I, Mac I and myself like have had debates about Derek Carr. On good days, he could be very, very good. Okay, don't get me wrong. He's too good to be a backup, but not good enough to be a franchise quarterback. But when you see Derek Carr leaving the field and him in the center are yelling at one another, where's the leadership? You know, I don't get it. You can't start like yelling on the field and Players have to respect the quarterback to the point if it's a franchise quarterback, they're not going to yell at him. Can you imagine Patrick Mahomes receivers yelling at Patrick Mahomes as they're leaving the field? Not with the way, not with the way they're, not with the way they're playing right now. But listen, Jack, you know I'm kind of, I'm kind of back and forth on this because sometimes a quarterback has to yell at the players. I've seen Phil Simms yell at players. I've seen Fran Tarkin yell at players. I've seen Jim Kelly yell at players. I mean, sometimes they have to be yelled at because they are the boss and they got to make sure that they're doing. But not yelling back at them. The players can't be yelling back at a franchise quarterback unless. They have a special friendship and a special relationship that's kind of like family. Then you could go back and forth if you're really that close with someone personally. But if you're not, but with Derek Carr, there would be fighting, dissension, the locker room. You know, the Saints weren't that bad this year, guys. They were nine and eight. They weren't that bad. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Uh, so, Rick, maybe the Saints can leave the coach there and just let the players call the plays. I don't know. But just just think of their weapons and, and summing up the Saints. I mean, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olev. I yeah, mean, yeah. they had Michael Thomas. I mean, they had weapons. They had, yeah. they had playmakers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
I think they was close. I, I thought they were going to win that division. Honestly, I did. I thought they were going to win the division. But, of course, African Mary had to sit out the first four four weeks of the season, so which yeah. got them a real slow start. But I think they, they they got some pieces in place. They always have a great defense. That's a good thing about the Saints. Yes, they do, no, no matter what they have that. Jim Harbaugh interviewed with the Chargers and Falcons and pretty much has his pick of the seven teams. He also has a contract waiting for him back in Michigan. We've talked about him possibly going back to the NCAA again. I just feel with the way they treat him down there, with the investigation open there, you don't know what's going to happen next year with, with him being at Michigan. I think I still think Harbaugh, he hired a, a professional football agent. I still think he's going to go end up in the NFL. Well, yeah, I Guys, if he was planning on staying in Michigan, and he might go back to Michigan, I'm not saying he won't, why would he go on all these NFL coaching job interviews? He'd probably have it put in his contract if he went back to Michigan that every season he can leave. He can be interviewed uh, by, you know, an NFL team. At this point, there are not that many NFL head coaching jobs available that would fit into a Jim Harper's personality. He's not going to go to the Washington Commanders who just hired a new GM. And the Chargers would seem to be the perfect fit if they're going to give him control. But if you're Jim Harbaugh and they say, we're offering you the job, but you're not going to have full control. There's a chain of command. I don't think he takes it. I think he has to be in control wherever he goes. Maybe he's waiting to see what unfolds next year. Go on the interviews this year. Let's say the Chicago Bears, his old team, underachieved this upcoming season. Maybe that would be a great fit. A buzz would start the Atlanta Falcons. Does he really want to go there to Atlanta? I mean, they seem to be locked in with Bill Belichick. The, the arrows seem to be pointing in the direction of Bill Belichick with the Falcons. Nick Sirianni's probably staying as the head coach of the Sixers. The Dallas job isn't open now. Things are closing rapidly. There's not many, you know, opportunities left. There would be seen the Chargers and the Falcons, and that's about it. Yeah, exactly. And and I I just think that um, I would, if I was him, I would stay in college just to have a relaxed life because the NFL is like rolling the dice all the time. You know, you never know what you're gonna get. I mean, sometimes these owners, you got to have the perfect owner to you know to work for in the NFL, and ain't too many owners in the NFL that you probably want to work for. But well, um, let, let me interrupt you guys here for a second. If you hear that bomb, 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 that's their testing the fire alarms. Of course, they choose to do it during my show. So I might be muting myself in and out here just, just to give you guys a heads up. It's not it's not the clock going off at Jack telling him that he has had it, spent enough time talking. It's it's a fire alarm test. So let me – yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, he's going to put cap on how long we can comment on that. <laughs> Let's let's get to Roger Goodell defending the referees despite the uh, uh, all the controversies, accusations of game fixing. You know, you know, I go back and forth on this too. Listen, there's some really bad no calls made and some bad calls made, right? But yeah. I, you gotta, you gotta. Excuse Mac, to just keep talking. I'll mute you, Jack. So, so anyway, the, the, the thing about this is, is that, you know, if you think about the speed of the game, you know, yeah. they don't see it in slow motion. They don't have freeze frame. 
they don't have a lot of things that they have that we have that we watch at home. Maybe there's some kind of device they can put over their eye like they have in the military where they can, you know, look at things and slow them down right away so it don't take as long. I don't know. I'm just saying that maybe we do give the refs way too hard of a, a you know, a, too much of a, a, a make them at fault too much. Well, when it I want to say this about the ref. We was talking about with the NFLPA, we was talking about having former players get more, uh, recruit more former players to become reps. I think that's a great idea. And now in the playoff, they have this captain referee standing by the um, by the head coaches with a headphone on communicating faster. And I yeah. think that's something that they're trying out right now too. So I think it's, it's, they're trying to improve that part of it, but they definitely need to change some of the ref that's that's making the sorry cho uh, choices out there on the football field and making the game worse. And I think too that they uh, they're trying to make sure the game is speed up with a you know with the time that they need to be allowed to take between each play. So I, I just think that they're they're trying to to improve a couple of things that they added, and that's to get more former players as well having a main referee doing these playoffs right there by the head coaches. Guys, no matter what the sport is, there's going to be complaining about the officiating. You can't avoid it. We have it in basketball constantly. We have it in baseball. Even though baseball slower pace, maybe not as controversial. Uh, certain plays do drive me crazy. Certain penalties not being called, perhaps. Especially pass interference when the cornerback comes up and makes contact before, before the ball gets there. And if I immediately say, just watching on my couch, penalty, and it's not called, and then the replay conclusively shows the cornerback made contact early, I think that's what kind of drives people crazy. These holding calls are very difficult for the officials to make because the hand goes out, it might grab, but does it really have an effect on the play? And I think I mentioned in the past show, a guideline should be, does it? holding affect the play did it affect the play any so-called penalty did it if it didn't have a bearing on the play don't call it just because it took place well the only problem with that is maybe because he was being held, he went to the other receiver you know maybe the guy's being held so he he looks at another receiver i just think that that maybe we put a little too much emphasis on the referees Byron, i don't know if i like your idea because i think there might be some referees that played for former teams that might give not you know a purpose but they might give them the benefit of the doubt on some calls you know what i mean if i played for dallas say and i'm the referee and maybe there is a pass interference maybe there's not well i'm going to go with my home team and that's the only worry i would have my, about something like that and i think yeah and, and then and then too the best re referees get to do get to uh, call the games at the super bowl which is a reward for the referees so they they yeah. do have to play some incentives in place for the referees which is good they do chris chris kingsbury a cliff king kingsbury sorry about that james jeffcoat's favorite coach and i'm being sarcastic uh, might end up at chicago if they get Caleb Williams. So uh, I, they're going to wait till the draft happens. If they get Caleb Williams, they may hire uh, Cliff Kingsbury to help him adjust to professional football. Uh, I don't know if they don't get uh, if they don't get uh, Caleb Caleb Williams, then they won't hire 
uh, Cliff Kingsbury for what it looks like. I don't know if he's a good offensive coordinator. I know he's he taught some. He had some big college football players uh, down. Uh, I think I think um, uh, Johnny Johnny Manzone. Yeah. yeah, and and of course the Arizona Cardinal. Uh, well, he was, he was considered a good coordinator, good offensive mind, right. not a good head coach. Right. Okay. His reputation took a hit when he became the Arizona Cardinal head coach. Even though they won some games there in the beginning, then they struggled, and uh, he didn't leave looking that good but uh the the biggest decision in the draft really is going to be in the top spot with the bears whether they stick with justin fields or take caleb williams because if you don't take caleb williams he turns into another cj stroud and justin fields is just so so it, it's hard to live that down but then again if you take a marvin harrison jr first he is a short thing. He's going to be a great receiver. So you're going to get tremendous value, you know, no matter how you look at it. Good morning, Sonia. How are you doing out there today? Thank you for sharing the yeah, show. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I, I just say, Marvin Harrison Jr., you, you got to get ready to build your, your receiving core, and that's the guy to, to do that. And, uh, yeah, yeah he, he's been out there with, with the Trojan USC uh, as an offensive uh, expert or something with them, and that's they have a relationship building, and that's one of the things that they talked about. If the Chicago Bears get to pick first, and he might be able to come in as office coordinator. Does uh does does uh Bill Pelichick head for the uh, Atlanta Falcons or interview him a second time? Um, seems like the best spot for him right now. We talked about the Chargers. We talked about the Raiders. I think Bill wants to be in the NFC. I think the AFC is so uh, competitive compared to the NFC. This would be his best road to get back to the Well, well why do you think Bill thinks that way? Did you, did Bill tell you that or what? I mean, where do you get this back? He wants to be in Jack, it only makes sense, right? I mean, if you stay in the AFC, you're going to have to go against Baltimore. You're going to have to when Burroughs gets back. You're going to have to go to Cincinnati, KC. Um, Houston, I mean, I can go on uh, Miami if they get their stuff to get a Buffalo. You go down to the NFC, you got maybe five teams down there that are really strong. So if he wants to get to another Super Bowl and maybe uh, accumulate them wins faster, it probably makes sense for him to go down to Atlanta. I don't know if he'll go to the Commanders or or any other team there. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong, Max, but let me and, ask you guys. Jack, let me finish. Jack, let me finish. And in that NFC South, even though Tampa Bay got there, that's still probably the weakest division in the NFC. You know, I mean, so he's, he's got the opportunity to, uh, to for him to go. Yeah, but I don't think coaches sit down like Bill Belichick. Obviously, it's crossed his mind about the record, but he thinks that he probably thinks about it in basic terms. I don't think he's sitting down looking well. I could win two games here. I could win a game now more than I would in the AFC. I think he looks at the Falcon job. He looks at the ownership, okay? What kind of relationship will he have with the owner? Is he going to be given full authority, Wait a you know, to run the Falcons the way he wants to anywhere he goes? I, I have Bill on the phone right now, guys, and he says he's hey, Bill. probably going to take the, the, the Atlanta Falcons job. Thank you, Bill. So you don't know I that much. Hey, 
I really the think Atlanta, Atlanta is a perfect fit for Bill, to be honest with you, because he can do so much. The, the Falcons have gone something like around eight. I'm not sure the exact spot. I should yeah, know eight, that. Yeah. But they're around eight. Yeah. Uh, there will be a young quarterback available, but Bill Belichick's record is this. He goes for the best player. Just because one of the quarterbacks is going to be available, Caleb uh, Williams and Drake May are going to be gone by that point. Jack, Maybe Jaden Daniels will be available. Maybe Penix uh, will be available. Hey, but hey, it doesn't mean he's going to go for one of them. Listen, he needs a quarterback, Jack. And he can't keep but making he's not, mistakes. He's made a lot of mistakes in the draft already. He's not going to make a mistake about – about getting not getting a quarterback when the team needs a quarterback. That would be ridiculous. It would make him look silly again. I don't think he does that. So anyway. I think if he, if he go to Atlanta, he can get Bo Nix or he's a penis. I mean, Mike Pennis. I think that would be too good for I agree. I agree. He's a tight end he likes like a Brock Brock oh, Howard. They got a now, tight end. Like the Joe they have That's a tight end, Jack. They had a been one of the best tight ends in Pitts. I mean they yeah, I agree. Tight I agree. Right, they got Pitts. You're you're 100 correct. They they wouldn't go for Bowers, but I was just giving listen, an example of quality of player. Yeah, does yeah. I think? Listen, I think Atlanta has a pretty good defense. They got a pretty good running game. All they need is that quarterback to make make somewhat of a run next year. No, I I agree completely, but that's not the way Belichick might necessarily go. I, I was on the need. phone with him. He Jack. Might, he just he Jack, Jack, he was on his second. He's on his second interview. Something there. That, yeah. that, that really I think it's going to Atlanta. I think Belichick's going to Atlanta. Arthur Smith, the owner's a very patient man. They'll give yeah. Bill Belichick full latitude. Consider this, guys. Anywhere Belichick goes, the face of the franchise takes an upward tick. If he goes to the Falcons, all of a sudden the Falcons become a prime time team. They yes. wanted to be on prime time TV, just like Aaron Rodgers did for the Jets. All of a sudden the Jets were a hot commodity. Hard knocks. If yep. the Falcons get Belichick, you better believe Hard Knocks is going to want to follow the Atlanta Falcons this season. Well, we'll yeah, see if Bill, exactly. we'll, see, we'll see if Bill Bill take goes out along with that Hard Knocks. Hey, Thank can you, you, so much. Can you tell Rick? Bill to call me? I need him. I, I will. Bill. I definitely will. I definitely will. I was just getting to this next, Rick. Uh, uh, the from what the Eagles have said, from what I read, the owner wants a. Uh, a plan in place on his desk this morning on how he's going to improve the team. From what I understand, all their coaches, their offense quarter, defensive quarter, all their coaches are at risk of losing their jobs and that they put out like a, uh, a nationwide search and around the NFL to talk to a bunch of coaches that would want to come and play for the Eagles. First, Byron, I mean, here you are, Nick Sirianni. You, 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 your team has fallen apart. You lost the locker room. And now what you're going to do is you're going to let him just like sort of like uh, Dallas and, 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 uh, and, you know, and over there with McCarthy pretty much lost the locker room, looked terrible last part of the games, got blown off by Tampa Bay, and you're not going to blame him. You're going to blame all, not just the offense, all the coaches. We're going to get rid of all the coaches. How much do they love Sirianni there? I I, I don't get it. I think that they got to shake the tree up sometime when that when things like this happen. So I'm thinking that you have to have a good offense coordinator as well as defense coordinator. 
to to go along with the head coach because Nick Nick just didn't take care of business. I mean, how do you lose those games like that? Same with Mike McCarthy. You don't go into the the first round of the playoff and get whooped the way Green Bay came in and did Dallas. So I think that there's some good points about that, and you definitely have to have those offense coordinators in place, and that's what happened to Philly this year from the get go. Look at the well, look at the leadership. Yeah. The difference between the Eagles and the Cowboys, between McCarthy and Sirianni, is this. Dallas finished the regular season well. There were no signs of weakness, really. And they just had a terrible playoff game. But the Eagles had about five, six weeks where they were where they were awful. Yeah. I mean, and even the games they should have won to lose at home against Arizona. I mean, come on, in a big game, the Arizona Cardinals, they knew it was a big game. And to lose the way they did to Tampa Bay, this wasn't a strong Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. The non-competitiveness, really, that, that's the thing that stood out. Everything fell apart with the Eagles. It wasn't just a bad game that the way the Cowboys played. Right, but, exactly. It was something that was there that really, I mean, five or six weeks ago, they should have corrected that. But, but wasn't the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year? And what was the last time the Dallas Cowboys were in a Super Bowl? Wait, 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 Jack. So you're under Mike McCarthy, and Jerry Jones says the Super Bowl or bust is basically what he says. He's crying after the game. He's He thinks this is the most terrible loss in Dallas Cowboy history since he's been the, the owner. But yet he keeps Mike McCarthy. He keeps he keeps Quinn. He's keeping the offensive coordinator. So next year, I will guarantee. I will bet this right now. I, I, I am. I'm with Stephen A. Next year, they're knocked out of the playoffs first round all over. Again. They may win the division. They may go 12 and five, but they are not going to the Super Bowl. I will well, say I'm, this: It would not be that easy to, to win the East Division like it happened this year. It will not happen. They're gonna be tough to win that NFC East. I agree. Every every year is somebody different. And and Rick, the uh Pags has been talking about it. He was talking about it on his show on NASSP in the afternoon, coast to coast. And he talked about it with Sonia, uh NESSP at night last night. That was his he's very disappointed in Eagles. Very, very disappointed in his team. So uh, you know, you go you come all that way, and it's almost it's almost sometimes worse losing the playoff game than it is getting knocked out before you even get there because of the expert. Well, what I didn't like was the body language of the Eagles. You see Jalen Hurts sitting on the bench all alone yeah. with a with a glum look on his face. I mean, there was no it was like the guys weren't coming around Jalen Hurts. He wasn't walking around to rally the guys. And you saw his tight end got it yelling at Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. And what the heck is that all about? Jalen Hurts is supposed to be a leader of that team. Yeah. And he wasn't being treated like a leader, wasn't acting like a leader. Right. I don't know if it on Jalen Hurts. I don't know what the, are the conditions so bad in Philadelphia that Jalen Hurts is exasperated. They invested a lot of money in Jalen Hurts. He's your franchise quarterback. Well, you, you think you just brought up a little more. You just yeah. brought up the, the you just brought up the the Saints yelling at Derek Carr, right? Same position that oh, well, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is wild ahead of Derek Carr. Mean, Derek Carr was never a this big leader. We're not comparing them, Jack. I'm saying we just talked about the players yelling at Derek Carr, and there's a players yelling at uh you know yelling at Hurts. 
Same. And so is he really a good leader? Was he leading? Maybe he wasn't leading. I don't know. I know he had a messed up finger. I know that that his primary target on offense was out there, but there's no, yeah. but there's no there's no excuse. The biggest I put this on the offensive coordinator, and this yeah. is why they oh, yeah. to get rid of him. They could run the ball all day on the Bucks. They did it in the first yeah. game they for over two hundred yards, and now they give, they give Smith what the ball six times. Why do offensive coordinators not go what's working? And why isn't the head coach pulling him aside? He said, listen, we're running the ball, man. We're not passing the ball. We're running the damn ball. I don't get why head coaches don't stick stand up to their offense coordinator and tell them that. And I don't get it why the offense coordinator cannot see that. If I can see that, if, Byron can see, if everybody can see that, then why can't they? It's just crazy to me. It's, it's, it's just simple as one, two, three. You got to run the ball in the playoff. You got to play good defense. And sure. the coaches got to be able to have good management skill sets to make sure that these game change. You got to make the different changes throughout the game. You can't agree, just buddy. be you, you can't just be trying to force balls into certain players. It don't work. I agree. I agree 100 percent It was ridiculous. So uh one quick thing about the coaches. Does anybody think Pete Carroll is coaching next year? Is he done? Uh, no, there's no head coaching job. That, and he's not even interviewing, from what I understand. I'm just, I I'm just it. Uh, Bill Belichick's in high demand right now. Bill, uh, you know, Pete Carroll is, and which is very interesting. Is Carroll's age working against him? Probably, while Belichick's really isn't. So who knows why these things work? The way they do. Carol can coach somewhere, whether it's going to be college, That's maybe an NFL thing. I have a feeling he might go back to college. There might be some type of job there, Division One. Good, that's good, going good, to good point. Good point. I mean, I think Bill Belichick is trying to change that record, and that I think he's trying to get somewhere that's going to be suited to, to put him in that position. Though. Bill Belichick is addicted to coaching. Even if the record wasn't a factor, you get the feeling it makes no difference. He'd still want to coach record or not. I, 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 I think I think he, he sees he's it. Jack. About the record, it's in front, of you. It's in front of you, right? It's in front of you. You can't help but see that. It's in front of you. Oh, yeah, of course. But I it's think a, he's a coaching life. I don't think he's sick necessarily. I don't know what's going through his mind. But my own feeling is, He's not sticking around just to break the record and then retire. It's not well, like he has a foot out the that's door. That's the only thing left, Jack. That's the only thing left. Well, he loves coaching. Remember what Joe Paterno used to say. If he gives up coaching, he's going to die when he was well, older. Nick he wanted Saban to hang loved coaching. Nick Saban, he loved. He loved coaching. But well, some, yeah. you get burnt out sometimes, too, now. I'm telling you. Let me, well, let me ask you this. burned out. Guys, what do you think of this? Stevie Belichick, his son, was offered the job, both sons, to stay yeah, with the Patriots as assistants. Reportedly, Stevie Belichick and Jared Mayo are very close. They've got a great relationship. The, the feeling is Stevie Belichick might follow his dad wherever he goes. But then again, who knows? Maybe he'll stay with the Patriots, especially if he was elevated to offensive coordinator. Imagine that. I'll let you yeah, know. That's, that's a possibility. Yeah, I'll I agree with that. Okay. Imagine well, a Belichick running the offense for the Patriots next season. Man, that would be – that's intriguing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? I, I, me and Jack talked – we talked about this already, and I think it's good for sometimes for the kid to get out from underneath 
the father's shadow. And I think the father would want to do what the kid, let the kid do what he wants to and do. And he's still with the Patriots. Officially, he has yeah. the sons haven't left. They're still technically, yeah. you know, yeah. haven't left the coaching staff. Yeah. Um, let's let, so Pete Carroll, I, I disagree with he's too old. The man runs up and down the field, chews gum. He looks in better shape than most of the 40 year old, uh, fat head of head. Head coaches in the NFL that there is. So I, I disagree with that. Uh, hey, guy, he's a little too fuzzy because he chose gum, Max. So you're yeah. buying into he, all he the had no job, though, yeah. man. Well, yeah. no one's offered yeah. anything. Yeah. You, you, know what? Yeah. you couldn't keep up with Pete Carroll on the sideline right now. Well, I don't even know if Byron could. I think I think Shit, I, did, hey, I stayed up three hours last night working at three receivers. So those I know I can be the I, 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 I mentally I couldn't keep up with I think listen, nonsense. I want you to know listen, this. I'm gonna the man working at receivers right now. Byron. And I know I can be I can I run Pete Carroll three times around the Byron, track. Byron, he was timed at four or five his last time. He, he hit 20 miles per hour when he was following uh what's his name down the sideline. So I don't want to hear that. You might. You might uh, have by the way, Sonia, I work out constantly. I'm in great shape all the time. Yeah, so, yeah. Just ask. So, but, 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 but the Tennessee Titan job's available. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one is talking about that job because it's not that appealing a job. Yeah. Tennessee doesn't look like they're ready to win. They they're very questionable at the quarterback position. Will Levis? Yeah. Serious stats whether he's the answer. Maybe he'll he'll be the answer. But there's serious doubts. Ryan Tannenhill has gone. Derek Henry's towards the end of his career. And maybe, but if maybe Tennessee would offer Pete Carroll that job, but you'd want a younger guy, unless it's a unless you're ready to win right now. You want a younger I thought, guy. I, Dallas, I think Dallas needed a younger guy, but they didn't do that. How about Vrabel to the commanders? What do you think about that? I think uh, that'd be excellent. good. I would like that. Because, right. because I think you know, coach of the year, twenty twenty one. You know, why did you fire this this coach? I mean, it didn't make sense at all. Yeah, that's but Washington it. just yeah. Mac Mac Byron. Washington just hired a new GM away from the forty nine. Talking about if Grable goes there, he can't have full control. Is no. Grable in a position to ask for full control? And that's the question. So these coaches are they ready to work within a system? Yeah, <laughs> right. I, 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 I jog, Rick. I don't do it. Yeah, any, Jack work is great. Jack yeah, you know, Jack, you know, Jack moved to Florida so he can jog more. <clears throat> That's that could be it. So anyway, so I think Vrabel to the to the Commanders would be a great idea too. Yeah. I don't think he yeah. would want. I don't think he would want all the power. I think he'd work with the GM, uh, brand new ownership. Uh, Seattle, of course, selling the team next year. May you know that's why you know maybe it's good Pete Carroll got out of there right maybe guys, what about this what about this new new GM on the commanders comes from the 49ers Steve Wilkes is the defensive coordinator the Niners if I have to guess there's a reasonable chance if there's a relationship there Steve Wilkes comes to the yeah. commanders yeah listen that's a, that's a great pick I think too I think Steve yeah. Wilkes could have. I think Steve Wilkes should have got a job interview with the Eagles or Cowboys, but that's just me again, uh, harping on. The Cowboys, Cowboys. The thing about the Cowboys, we could beat it to death. No matter who would have taken over for McCarthy if they made a change, 
How could you get excited during the regular season? McCarthy went 12 and 5 three years in a row. It doesn't it matter that. Jack, the Dallas Cowboys are Super Bowl or bust. It's the way it's always been in the past five years since they got rid of their old coach. That went 500 all the time. Listen, they if Jerry Jones wants to win, he wants to win a Super Bowl before he dies. I get it. So he wants a veteran coach. I get it. But for the Dallas Cowboy fans and for their sake, he should have hired a young coach, maybe the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator, maybe Wilkes. He should have hired a younger coach that could have came there and started rebuilding that team with Wilkes new has no track record as a head coach. When he took over this interim coach for the Panthers, he did okay, neither, but he could neither, have done better had they won the division. Neither did the Texans head coach have a track record, Jack. Neither did he. Neither Sirianni. He wasn't an interim neither coach. Did Sirianni, neither, did neither, did neither did Sirianni when he took over the Eagles have a track coach of a head coach. He didn't have a track record for that. Sometimes yeah. you just got to go and, and look at what's the best McCarthy available. was 12 and 5 that is making, in a row. That is making moves that is exciting football. Detroit has an exciting football game uh, team. Wilkes, their defense is unbelievable uh, with the 49ers. I think you could bring that to Dallas. With that top five defense, I think that defense would be out of control if he was there. But let's get to the games because we're spending too much time with coaches here. So, Byron, we're going to go. we got to get your picks in here. We got Houston at Baltimore. Uh, Houston, I think, is getting nine and a half points at Baltimore. Who do you like in that game? I I, I like Baltimore by by – at least 10 points. So I'm, I'm taking Baltimore in that game. All right. All right. You are out of your mind. You're, you're I, I, just, I, I just watched them. I watched them. I watched them a little bit of it at 3 o'clock this morning, the last when they played them this year. You know, I, think, I think Baltimore defense is just going to be too tough. You know what Max's argument is, Byron? He's constantly saying, maybe not in the exact words, he's constantly saying Lamar Jackson's a choker. No. That's he, a was, he was a choker, and he hasn't. He's he has, he he got to. Yeah, he will. He was MVP before. He's got to win a Super Bowl. I'll say when he wins a Super Bowl, I will say he's a good quarterback or a great quarterback. He is already a good quarterback. I'll say he's a great quarterback. But that's not going to happen okay. this year. That's not going to happen this year. And your pick record is terrible so far in the playoffs. So I am not betting with you. Uh, um, Green Bay at <laughs> San Francisco. Green Bay is getting nine and a half points. Also playing San Francisco. San Francisco's been resting. Green Bay's been playing. Jordan Love is accurate uh, against another accurate quarterback. Uh, a better defense, I think, in San Francisco. Uh, about the even on offense. I don't know. What do you think? I, I think San Francisco by 14 points in that game. Oh, my God. Jesus. Yeah. I'm telling yeah, you. But I kind of wonder, with all of the 49er weapons, can the pack of defense really shut them down? Keep them under control because they got, you know, they got so many weapons. Their defense is weak. The Packers' defense is weak. The secondary is weak. Debo Samuel, you're gonna have an awesome. I mean, they they gonna beat them by 14 points. I'm telling you. I think. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So Listen, take that I'm... nine and a half and take the 49. Okay. So I'm definitely going with Green Bay there. All right. Uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay at Detroit. Uh, if you take Tampa Bay, I'm muting you on this on this one, Byron. There is no way that Tampa Bay uh, beats Detroit. Detroit is favored by three points. Well, no, no, Detroit. no, it's more. It's like six and a half points. Well, then it must have won. No, you're thinking the field chief. Oh, it's not three points. Tampa Bay. Well, maybe not. Maybe it's six. That's so. Tampa Bay is like 
looking underdog at six and a half. Points. All right, we'll give him. Like, I meant Detroit is favored by like six and a I half. Think they'll they'll win at least by seven points. Detroit. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. Hey, we agree on one. Uh, Kansas City and Buffalo might be the best game. Thank you. Uh, uh, yes, you are correct, Sonia. Let me get through some of these real quick. I got the Texans too. Uh, that's all right, Rick. Your offensive lineman, I love offensive linemen. They protected me for many years when I played football. It's okay. Yes, I was right. 49ers laying the spread. Detroit all out. Okay, there we go. We're, we're, we're up to date now. So let's 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 get to uh, – okay, you got Detroit on this one. I'm with Byron on yep. that one. Kansas City at Buffalo. I think Buffalo. Uh, Kansas City's getting three points, if I'm not mistaken, going yep. into Buffalo. Uh, whether they might even, again – they might delay the game. They're saying there's going to be another all-out blizzard, so they might end up moving the game again, which would help Buffalo out because that would give them the right amount of days of, of rest. Uh, Kansas City played in the cold. Snow shouldn't be that bad if they take care of the field. The fans will be shoveling out, and they're, and they're no shirts on, going down the train there in the snow and having a great time. Uh, what Throwing do you think? snowballs. Throwing snowballs, yes. This is gonna be a great game. This this is gonna be the game of the play of the week. I think. I think the team that had the ball last will win this game. So I'm, I'm taking I'm taking uh, Kansas City um, by one point. So I'm, I'm thinking whoever wins this game is gonna be a one point. So I'm taking. That's why I'm taking Kansas City. All right, that's good, Byron. So again, you'll have a one and three week, and uh, we'll pick again. <laughs> So, yes, Sonia thinks the Chiefs don't look solid this year. Sonia, let me tell you, the Bills didn't look solid at the beginning of the year. Wait, so Byron, take, wait, wait a second. So Byron is taking Detroit and giving the points. He's taking right. the 49ers and giving the points. He's right. taking the Ravens and giving the points and taking the Chiefs with the points. Right. Exactly. Uh, That's I'm it. Gonna, Byron and myself are exactly in sync. Matt, so I going. hope so. I'm glad of that. Exactly. All four, I agree with Byron. <laughs> he's, got, he's got fire on. Yeah. <laughs> we finally, we finally got it together. I'm glad. This is a good Friday. I'm having a good Friday because me and Jack is on the same. But I want to tell you, one of the chances that it's happening, I spoke to my buddy in Tampa. Okay. I couldn't go to the last playoff game because I was sick. But now I'm good. If the AFC championship game winds up in Tampa Bay, he's got my ticket and I'm set to go to it. But the problem is the Packers got to beat the Niners and the Buccaneers got to beat the Lions. What are the chances of that happening? It ain't going to happen. I said that. I said but the, that. Can you imagine how crazy it's going to be in Detroit if the Packers upset the Niners? And the Lions beat the Buccaneers, and they're playing the AFC champion, uh, NFC Championship game in Detroit. It's going to be the craziest crowd you'd ever want to hear. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be well, it'll be worth waiting those thirty years for Detroit fans. Oh sure. man, that'll be the place to be. And and Sonia, your picks haven't been that great either. So just to let you know, Sonia, you know, I, I I'm not putting you down. I'm Buffalo's just... got a lot of injuries. Keep that in mind. They do, and so and and another thing with the Ravens and Houston, the Ravens have more injuries on the report than Houston does too. Something to think about. Mark Andrews, the great tight end, who they've been winning without, is questionable. But if he can come back and be effective, man, oh man, that's a big weapon. 
think he'll be back, Jack. I think he's coming back. Be effective was a key word there. But listen, the tight end that replaced him might be better than what he is. I mean, he's he's that big man can run. I mean, that listen, he played he's played really well. So anyway, uh, again, Byron, thanks for your picks. I know how to pick now coming up. So. if you need to leave, we'll let you leave, Byron. If you I got to go. Of- I, All right. I okay, got to go. Hey, y'all have a great weekend. You Take too, care, Byron. Byron. Enjoy the football. Okay. So there you go. Byron Williams, uh, of course, our NFL analyst that's on with us every Friday and does a good job, uh, of course, with that. So let's get into some of the NBA news. Uh, Pelicans down the Hornets. Uh, 20 point loss, 132 to 112. Portland hands uh, the Nets another loss at 105 to 103. The Lakers handled Dallas, 127 to 110. So that's quick scores for you. Um, uh, the Knicks win 109 to 94 on the 30th anniversary season. I think you got two days ago. The Knicks beat the Wizards last night. Yes, Matt. yes. When yes. people did one tape delay, if they're that's listening right, that's to right. Wrong, wrong game. Sorry, Jack. Yeah, they beat the Wizards. You are correct. Uh, Wizards yeah. have really been struggling this year. I mean, they yep. moved on from Porzingis, who they had, and getting Jordan Poole from the Warriors hasn't really given them a bump up. Yes, I listen. I they're they're, they're, from Bradley Beal. they're playing teams yeah. that are that are now you know that are a little bit you know not on a, a good. Team, they're not playing good teams on this run right now, but you got to win these games. These are the games you got to yeah. win, you know, and that's very important. Oh, and, and and again, Randall, I saw with a great behind the no look pass. Uh, you know, uh, um, what's it? I can't remember the, his name. The, always, always plays great. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, listen, they got yeah. some great chemistry, Jack, and that's something they haven't had. In a long time. So uh great job by them. Thibodeau's birthday, 30th anniversary of the championship. All in one day, they won the game. So um, the NBA the face of the NBA has changed as far as the teams go. You look at the Western Conference, the top two teams are the Timberwolves and OKC yeah. at the moment. Yeah. OKC, are you kidding me at this moment? And uh the Magic, they haven't been playing that well lately, but they got off to a good start. Even a team like the Houston Rockets went from terrible to average oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. Their team's yeah. on an upswing. Of course, there's certain bad teams that are in a hole. Like, obviously, we could stop with the Detroit Pistons. Yes, yes. Terrible, terrible year for that highly paid coach they got out there. Boston, 32-9 and nine in the first 41 games. So at the halfway point, uh, they're, they're on pace to win 64 games. Uh, playoff history has that Celtics have won four championships with over 60 point, uh, a 60 game winning season. So that bodes well for them. If you're looking forward, uh, to the, to the playoffs, no injuries, they should be, they should be very formidable. Maybe win the East Jack this year. So yeah, I would think it would come down to them in Milwaukee. Of course, there are other teams that could step up in the playoff series. But if Milwaukee's healthy, you know, obviously with Giannis, Damian, Damian Lillard, Middleton, you know, Milwaukee's going to provide a really stiff challenge. To the I, I would agree with that. They had a, they had a little off uh, game with Giannis being hurt. Uh, Dylan had a terrible night shooting. The fans were even booing him. Uh, but 
uh, you know, that's that's whatever. And I don't I mean to dismiss the seventy sixes. They seem just to be a little short. I don't think I agree. I agree. I agree. You know, Tobias Toby Harris. Now, Tobias Harris has been a big, a big surprise for them over there. He's, he's played well, but come playoff time, you kind of look for impact players to carry a team. Tobias Harris wouldn't be an impact type player come playoff time. Maxi's, you know, been a force. You know, Embiid's obviously great, but the Celtics are loaded. They're just deeper than the Sixers. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, you, you got. Uh, Let's see. We had uh, uh, the Denver Nuggets. They lost to the 76ers. 76ers, I think, have stepped oh, nice. back. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think they stepped back a little bit, Jack, from last year. You know, I, I think getting rid of some of the players they did, their bench is always looking, not looking like they can, you know, Pax has always talked about the 76ers bench. They really haven't improved that over the last couple of years. And they kind of run out of steam, you know, coming to the end of the year. So, um, you know, I don't know. I know the Knicks are trying to work on their bench. They're trying to get another another uh, good player to be a starter too. But they seem the Knicks seem really busy this year. They haven't seen that way in a long time, Jack. It's hard to make a deal to really improve your team without giving up a good piece of your future. You see all these teams giving up like draft choices, like Sikam from the Toronto uh, Raptors goes to the Indiana Pacers. But it results in a deal where the Raptors get three first-round draft choices. Right. And think of the, what the Pacers gave up. Three first-round draft choices. Now, draft choices in the NBA historically haven't had close to the value of NFL first-round draft choices. But that might change in the future where team picking number 15, you know, is going to get an elite type player who could be ready to be somewhat of a force in the NBA. True. I mean, Jason Tatum's always in the discussion for MVP. Uh, I don't know if he can beat Jokic or he could beat, uh, you know, even uh, Embiid. I, you know, I, I would like to see, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Brunson in the discussion too for MVP too. I think without Brunson. Mm, I, I don't think. I, I I really consider I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it, Jack. Just being a Knicks fan, that's all, you know. Um, so that's pretty much basketball that I wanted to go over today. We did have an important fight. Um, Better Beave, uh, you know, play, uh, uh, did win uh, his last, uh, the championship. He held on to the belt. They're talking about maybe him fighting Benitez. Um, uh, Bavall, Dimitri Bavall. No, I got David Benitez. Oh, David Benavides, right. Well, that's not serious talk. David Benavides has been after Canelo Alvarez. He knocked out uh, Demetrius Andrade. Big win. He's a force. He's been on Canelo's trail. But Benavides is a super middleweight, which is one division below light heavyweight. But right. he said he would want to fight Dimitri Bavar. Let's make that fight, too. But, but I noticed Benavides, the most feared guy in boxing, isn't calling out Better Beef. No right. mention of Better Beef. He wants to fight Better Beef's main competition, Dimitri Bival, Yeah. Which, which ought to tell you a lot. So as far as I'm concerned, Benavides is ducking all of Better Beef. Because if you call out someone in the light heavyweight division, call out either the very best guy or the most feared guy, but with that said, everyone wants to see a fight in boxing 
between Artabetabib and Dimitri Gabal. It's the best fight that could be made in the light heavyweight division. And let's see whether it happens or not. I agree. And and folks, it looks like we'll be getting Arter uh, Betabee's, uh trainer, John Scully. Trainer. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, yes, the Iceman himself also was a world uh, title contender and is a great trainer. He's trained a lot of on Monday night on Glove Fist, yeah. 7 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, John so, Scully will be on with Frank Letarzo and myself. Uh, so, so our great producer game. Linda wound up you know, getting him there. So Scully will just vent and he'll complain and he'll go on and on and we'll hear him out. He's a sharp mind, one of the he sharpest is. minds. In you know, but that's that's up to you and Frank to guide him, Jack. You got to guide him in the direction you Yeah, very, well, Scully's very smart, Mac. I yes. mean, you give him this. I mean, if nothing else, the guy is highly intelligent. Yes, and that's after taking a lot of hits to the head too, Jack. He's still... He's still sharp. He's still smart. Maybe yeah, he's not that still. smart if he's still smart. <laughs> I mean, he does sparse, though, with his, with his athletes. And, uh, he does write for Boxing News every now and then, too. And he's involved in the Hall of Fames and charities. Yeah, I mean, he's got charitable affairs. Good he's guy. All over the place. He's good. all over the place. So good, good guy. Going to be a great guest on Glove Fist Monday night. Be sure to check it out. Um, you know, I would, I would, uh, I would uh, stay on Roku. Because you got coffee and sports, we got a lot of great. Uh, we well, no, sorry, not today. My producer has just reminded me. Normally, they're on after me. Are you serious? I'm not sure we'll be on with Keith Angle being in in Vegas. He might try to come on and do his show. But we do have sports uh, empire shows coming up. We do have a lot of shows all day on our Roku channel. Be sure to download the free app. And get on there and check out our great shows. If Sonia can message me about when I could come on her show. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, she's Sonia's always hustling after after guests. That's what I like about Sonia. She she doesn't sit back. So, uh, oh, you mean I'm on the bottom now? She's been hustling after a lot of guests, and now she finally got around to me. Is that I, what you're I, I, you know, I think I think she, you know, th there's always been that little tension between you and Sonia. Maybe she's been trying. Well, to... I, well, I, well, she was she was in cahoots with Jim during the regular season. Long time. Yes, she was taking right. advice from Jim. That was the regular yes. season games. Yeah. Yes, and then it didn't work out well for her. So, as we know. But anyway, uh, let's let's uh, let's uh, let's leave right now. <laughs> Get out of here. It's a great show, Jack. Always love having Byron in. Be sure again download that free uh, that free Roku app and get everything from NESSP on there uh, on your on your big TV on your mobile app everywhere it's 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 there so download that we're also on if you can't get the screen we're also on Apple Podcasts we're on iHeartRadio we're on uh, we're on Spotify we're all over the place folks you can't miss us take a chance listen to the best the best sports network on Roku right now streaming today. So have a great have a great Friday night. Stay safe. Football tomorrow. We'll have our debate show. We'll mention anything that comes up. We'll have a great debate show with uh, Doc will be back on with us again. Well, of course, we're going to be talking about football, debating a lot of football. So, so come on on. Check us out and have a great night. Thank you for all the comments. Thank you for all the shares.